Welcome to Dolly Shares, a show where Dolly Howard shares her experiences, thoughts, and emotions, as only Dolly can. This is a pre-recorded presentation. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. You're listening to Dolly Shares. Number 68, pre-recorded, coming to you from Dolly World. Um, ooh. Well, that wasn't good. Um, I, oh boy, I just lost a little bit of my, one of my tooths. Oh well, we'll live. I am recording this to be aired for the first time on Wednesday, January 29, 2020. And this just so happens to be that day. (laughs) So I'm running late on this one to get it to Nancy. Bless her heart. Nancy Hopkins is the producer. And I'm Dolly Howard. And those of you who know me, you know I just I just do this for an hour and I just say whatever the heck comes in my thoughts. And uh I had another freaking hospital experience. I, w- I had a regular doctor appointment on Friday, January 17th. So Net took me into it, and I wasn't feeling so good. And we ended up being late, and we're never late. I mean, seriously, we're always early. But that day, we happened to be late. So, uh, and then I guess that put us behind on their schedule, so we ended up waiting like 45 minutes in the waiting room. And usually we get in right on time. Uh, so I wasn't feeling so good, but I didn't want to tell Annette because I hate saying, no, I don't feel so good. I mean, that gets old. That gets old for me. That gets old for everyone who's around me. So I didn't say anything to her, but finally we got in the doctor's office and he came in and he was asking me all these questions doctors ask, and I was telling him. And then I got really bad, and I told him, I feel like I'm going to throw up. And I was very, very hot, sweaty. And, of course, I had the chest pain, the neck, and the arm. And he said, y- you need to go to ER right now. I said, no, 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 I'll I just go home. I am DNR, you know. He said, yes, but... You really need to go to ER. I said, yeah, well, what are they going to do for me? He said, well, they could get you out of the pain you're in, and they can possibly stop a heart attack that you might be having, which would make me live longer, see. So I'm thinking, well, really, if they could help me to live longer rather than to uh, just bring me back, then I... I was thinking I am willing to go cause, to the ER because I'm not ready to go permanently yet. So we discussed this a little longer, and uh, once I said, well, okay, I'll go to ER, he looked at Annette and he said, you go get the car right now and pull it up to the door. And he opened his door, the office door, and he said, called the name out and said, call the ER and tell them Dolly's on her way over there. And and so Annette had left the office and to go get the car, and he got me, he wheeled me, because I was in my wheelchair from uh, his office. He, he went out in the hallway and then turned down the other hallway, and a nurse came running up behind him and said, what are you doing? And he told her, well, she needs to go to the ER. And he, she said, well, are you taking her? <laughs> and the doctor said, 
no, no, I'm just wheeling her out to the car. And the nurse says, well, I can do that, doctor. I mean, she was all flustered. I guess she's not used to seeing him wheel patients around. <laughs> so, bless his heart, he, he was kind of halfway running <clears throat> to get out to the car. And the nurse was trailing behind. She said, I can do it, doctor. Really, I can do it for you. He said, no, I'm taking her to the car. And so we get out there, and Annette's waiting. The door, door's open, and he helped me get out of the chair and get me up into the into the vehicle because Annette has an SUV, one of those things that's really tall, and I kind of have to take a jump to get into it. <laughs> and so the doctor helped me into the car, made sure I put my seatbelt on. He really wanted me to go in the ambulance, but I refused. I didn't know. It's a block away from here. Literally, a city block. You can see the hospital through the trees from his office. So, I'm not going to pay $675 for an ambulance ride over to the hospital ER. <laughs> so, Net took me. But I just thought, we love this guy as our doctor, and his name is Kersing. He really does care. Uh, he's from India, but he talks really... He's been here since he was a child, I believe. His parents moved over when he was a child. We just love him to pieces. And... With him pushing me out to the car like that, it just solidified how much we love it, the guy. And his name happens to be Care Singh. So, uh, I got to the ER. And, uh, what is this? Okay, press select on the option extension time. Oh, okay. I was trying to record. I want to watch the uh, impeachment thing today because the Republicans are in charge now. So anyway, you have to go through security to get through to the emergency room and into the hospital. And uh, the security guard saw Annette trying to get me up into the doors and and he came running toward us. He says, you need a wheelchair. And I said, yes, please. So he put me in this wheelchair. And uh, they do the scan thing with that little scanner. And he, he looked at Annette after he sat me in the chair. He said, you, you go park your vehicle. I'll, um, I'll take good care of her. I, I, I'm in charge now, he, he told her. So she said, okay. And he said, I, I need to check your purse. I said, okay, here it is. And so he unzipped it, and then he zipped it back up. He didn't even use the scanner on it. He was too flustered. I must have looked like death warmed over. I don't know. And so uh, there was a lady that he had just finished checking, and he gave her her badge and got me one. That little tab you got to have on, like visitor, and so he he slapped that on my chest, which I was very surprised because they don't usually touch you in any way. <laughs> this poor guy. He wheeled me in and he went around in front of her, put me in in where the desks are, where the girls check you in to the ER, and he said, because we had told him the doctor called ahead. And uh, he told the girls, uh, her doctor called ahead, so you should know all about her. Her name is Dolly Howard. And then the poor guy looked at me. He says, good luck. And he turned and ran back to the ER entrance. <laughs> and that said, when, when she came in, she saw him running back. And she just kind of laughed because he looked at her and said, well, good luck with her. But the girls at the desk uh, 
they were saying, well, this other lady was first, and she's got same symptoms. But they did take me before the other lady. I know it was the angels uh, who did that. And uh, they asked me like two or three questions. And and uh, wheeled me into a room in the ER. And, of course, right away, people were all over me, putting the uh, leads on me for EKG and taking x-rays and drawing blood and all that stuff. But uh, what I'm getting at is I had, well, I had the most wonderful people working on me. They really were fantastic. I think they were earth angels so the one guy he was so cute he came in and he had tattoos on his arms really beautiful tattoos and I asked him can I see your tattoos he was putting in one of the IVs I had a lady on my right side putting in an IV and he was on my left side putting in an IV and and so he said, oh, yeah. And so he said, let me get your IV in first. And so he did that. And, boy, they were good, too. IVs usually hurt like heck. Uh, and he, they were good. I did not hurt. So, and I, well, I did bruise. Afterwards, I came home. My arms were looking pretty uh, black and purple and green and yellow and <laughs> they were very colorful but anyway this cute guy he showed me his tattoos on his arms and they were angel tattoos got it they were angel tattoos and he said to me this one represents for my mother Israel this one is for my mother to honor her. This one is for my grandmother to honor her. And there was another one he had. He had three, and I don't know who that one was for to honor. They covered b both of his arms, his whole arms, upper and lower. They were, they were beautiful. I got goosebumps. My hairs are standing up just telling you about it. They were so beautiful. And I said to him, well, i got to share with you, I believe in angels. And I have angels that come and, and stay in my house and, and visit in my house and use my house. And he said, oh, I believe in angels too. And then he kind of put his head down sheepishly and he said, but I haven't talked to the big guy in a while. And, and I said, well, why not? What happened? And he said, well, something happened and I got mad at him. And and I said, well, just remember, he's not mad at you. And you can talk to him anytime you want to. And me being me, I would suggest the sooner the better. <laughs> And he looked up at me with a little grin on his face. He says, you're right. You really are right. I said, don't put it off, honey. Do it. Do it as soon as you can. I'm not trying to force you into it, but I'm just reminding you God loves you. And he kind of liked that. So <clears throat> uh, a little later, of course, we had to wait there in the ER for the test results and they have to do three blood draws like three hours apart so they do they did the first one there in ER and uh, they didn't get enough blood because my body wasn't even gonna bleed <laughs> she couldn't get blood out of my body for the for anything and so they were trying to pump me full of the IVs to get fluid in my body 
they had to come and take the first draw a second time once they were able to get blood out. And they got enough to do the second test, so we had to wait around for test results. Um, didn't have to wait the full three hours for that first draw, but they did other blood tests too. But as we were waiting for the room, uh, I guess they were pretty busy that day. They were pretty fulled up. And uh, in walked Dr. Herzog. I've, I had Dr. Herzog the last couple times I was in the hospital. He's, he's a hospital doctor, resident there, hospital doctor. And he came in the door and he says, Dolly! And, and I looked up and I actually started crying. I was so happy to see him. He came over and grabbed my hand with both his, and this man is a big man, well over six feet, and he's got a, a bigger build. And so my hand disappeared in his one hand, let alone when he put two hands on my one hand. And so we did some nice talking with each other. I was so glad to see him. And he was Glad to see me, but he said, I wish it was outside this hospital. He said, we need to start meeting outside the hospital. <laughs> so that was a good experience. Angels were all all around me. I got up to the hospital room. They wheeled me up there finally. And the last times I've been in, it's been a private room. Well, this time, it, it was semi-private. Well, except for the first time. I did have a semi-private, except they ended up moving that lady out of the room because they objected to me. So, because uh, I had to go potty in the, in, in the Porta John, and they didn't appreciate that I had to do that. And it wasn't my choice, believe me. I argued that I can go in the bathroom, but I had a heart attack then, and they weren't letting me out of the bed for nothing, except for the commode right beside my bed. So the other people were really irate that I did that, so they moved that woman out of my room. <clears throat> and then the next day I ended up in a private room. Well, pretty much, I this time I ended up in a semi-private with an older lady who is deaf. Bless her heart and her ears. Hi, Sagey. Yes, Mommy loves you. And uh, as they were reeling me past her, because she was by the bathroom and my bed was by the window, as they were reeling me past her, she looked at me and said, Oh, were you down in the basement? Well... Uh, I live in Florida. We don't have basements, and I do not believe the hospital has a basement. But anyway, I looked at her and I said, no, that wasn't me. And the nurse who was getting my bed ready said, she can't hear you. So that's when I learned she was deaf. <clears throat> so she said, oh, I thought I saw you down there. And she was I could tell she's a very nice lady, and she was very confused, even more so than me. <laughs> and so they got me all set up in the bed, and I looked at the nurse, and, and Annette said, why doesn't she have a private room like last time? The nurse said, we don't have any empty. All the rooms are full. So, that night, to make the sh story short, that night, people kept coming in the room for her. And as they would walk in the door, they would start screaming, yelling, talking very loudly, and say whatever they need to say. But the first thing they say is, Hello, Mrs. Whoever her name was, I forgot. Only they said it very loudly. And 
scared the pajeebers out of me. Because I didn't see them coming. The curtains were drawn, and I couldn't see them coming. And I didn't hear them coming, because we were across from the nurse's station, and they left the door open, because they were afraid I was having a heart attack. Which turned out I did not have a heart attack. I was having... Uh, my heart was having issues. So... All night long, I did not sleep. In the morning, I think it was around 6 o'clock, I looked at the clock and I felt myself falling into sleep. You know how you can feel yourself going to sleep. Oh, all of a sudden, I'm finally able to relax. I'm going to sleep. And I just about get there. And some woman came in and shouted at the top of her lungs, slammed the door open because they had shut it a little bit. She slammed the door open. It hit the, the wall. I jumped so bad I thought I was going to land on the floor. And, and I screamed. She scared me so bad I screamed. And... and uh, I had sent Annette home for the night, so she didn't witness that, but she heard about it. And um, I heard the the lady, she said, oh, oh, I'm sorry. And so she was apologizing to me. Uh, and after Annette got there, I was sharing my night experience with her. Oh, and I got so sick throughout the night, but nobody wanted to stay with me as I'm throwing up. They gave me the big, uh, the big, uh, not bucket, but the thing they put the hospital stuff in, and then they can put water in it and wash you with it. Well, they gave me that big tub type thing to throw up in. But then the nurse ran out of the room. She says, I'll be back. And I was so sick. I was trying to halfway sit up. And and I was leaning on the tray that sits beside the bed because I was so dizzy I couldn't get my balance. And it just kept coming out. I'm telling you, I wouldn't want to be in the room with me either. Thank God the lady next to me was deaf. So then another nurse came in because she heard me. She was the desk nurse. And she came in and she said, how are you? And I looked at her. I was busy throwing up. I thought, how the heck do you think I am? And she said, I told her, I'm so hot. I'm so hot. And so she ran over and adjusted the AC so it'd be cooler. And then she ran out of the room. Nobody stayed in the room to help me. And I kept falling uh, sideways like halfway out of the bed, and I was trying to pull myself up and throw up in the bucket and all that stuff. So, anyway, Annette was a little upset. Then Sherry came in. Annette told Sherry. And then uh, they had to leave the room because they were doing some more x-ray on me, I think. They had gone to the nurse's desk and raised hell. Because they said I didn't look too good to them. And I hadn't gotten any sleep. And I was still feeling a little bit pukey, but not puking. And so, a little later, the head nurse came in. And she was talking to me, and I was explaining to her about the night. And I told her about the puking incident, and I said, at one point I really, really needed a little help, but I don't blame them for not being in here with me. She said, that's what they get paid for. They sh somebody should have been in here helping you. And I said, well, they probably were busy, and I made excuses for them because I didn't really want them to get in trouble. But I knew that the girls had already told them about it. So uh, the nurse said, I'm putting you in a private room as soon as it gets empty. 
there's a guy who's going home and we're reserving it for you. And I thanked her. Oh my gosh, I thanked her over and over. I said, I just need a little bit of sleep. If I could just have like two hours of sleep, I think I'd be much better. So in the meantime, while we're waiting and the, the girls were with me and my Jakey came up, that Sherry's uh, middle son, and his he brought his girlfriend and they, they were visiting with me. And Jakey was my grandson who lived here with us for a while. I just love him to pieces. I mean, I just love him to pieces. He's 18 now. And this kid is so intelligent. He really is a smart one. And he thinks way outside the box. He tends to take after me a lot. And Sherry. And so... Uh, anyway, the poor lady next to me was being transferred to a physical therapy rehab center and she was it confused her even more and she was all alone I don't know why her daughter wasn't with her because her daughter lives here too in Palm Bay and uh, so they finally the, the transport came and she was eating her breakfast and and she was so confused because he said, I have to take you now to the other facility. And she said, but I'm staying here. I have to eat my breakfast. And so a nurse came in and another lady came in and the transport people. And they were telling her, well, we'll pack your food up and you can take it with you. But you're going now. I felt so bad for her. So anyway, I ended up in the room alone for a while, but then they were bringing someone up because it was so busy in ER. They were filling bed, a bed. As it emptied, they would fill it with a person. So I ended up in the private room and ended up spending that night too, and I slept. Oh my gosh, it was heaven. I slept. But in the private room, what I'm trying to get to is... Uh, there were spirits. There were a couple ghosts. And I say ghosts, not just spirits. These these two didn't realize they can move on. And I was telling them, you know, you have died. You're you don't have a body here on earth anymore and you can go to the next place you're going to you can leave this room well one of them was kind of excited about it and i didn't feel that one anymore it evidently moved on but the other one was still there i could see it out of the corner of my eye flitting around the room uh, and every once in a while I'd say, well, you really can go if you want to. You don't have to stay here. You can go on to something better. I was hoping it was better. <laughs> I don't know where they were going. So, uh, I think I was put in that room for that reason. Angels do things for reasons. Plus the fact I got some rest and had some room for Annette to be there with me. Oh, so that was that hospital experience. Oh, oh, and and another thing I was trying to get to by sharing this with you is the doctor, Dr. Herzog, was working with me because I was in so much pain my heart doing this weird whatever it's doing and uh, he said I forgot when they started the new pill in ER no it was in my semi-private room we decided 
let's try this new pill to see if it'll get me out of the pain that I was experiencing. So I said, all right, what have I got to lose? Let's try it. And by the time I got moved to the private room, I was feeling so much better, and, and after I got some sleep, I, I, my chemical balance in my body had changed with that one new pill. It changed the whole chemical, uh, uh, chemical whatever with my body, which made it feel better which made me feel better emotionally, mentally. And that makes a big difference on your health, too. I was in that circle. You feel really bad. Your body feels bad, then you start to feel bad emotionally and mentally. And So I was in that circle, and I've, that pill changed so much in my body. And it got me out of the funk, out of that circle so that mentally and emotionally I could work on myself too. So when I, as I was laying there that night and I was feeling so much better, I realized that to me the room was vibrating, physically vibrating. The cover that it was on me was moving. That's how much the room was vibrating. And the, the shimmering, the shimmering started happening in the room. And I thought, ooh, what's this? I've seen shimmer before. But it was a different kind of a shimmer type look. It was more like the, the heat coming off the pavement, the hot pavement. This was more, this was not that kind of a shimmer. It was kind of like a very sheer curtain. Uh, uh, okay, I'll use the word curtain. Very sheer cloth that moves, but you couldn't see the cloth, but you could see the movement. It was that kind of a, a shimmer vibration thing. And it lasted for maybe three minutes, not long, but long enough that I realized something's going on here, folks. And uh, after that, I slept again. And I slept so good. But nobody out in the hallway seemed to be making any fuss. Like they had noticed we might be having an earthquake. <laughs> nobody seemed to notice that. So I was thinking it must just be something around me. So I've become accustomed to things like that happening different things than happen to other people who are standing right next to me. So, and when I woke up, uh, Annette was there, and I felt different. I seriously feel different now. Here I go again. I'm I go through these different phases where I feel different. Well, I went through another one, y'all. And I had read to you that uh, that thing of changing into crystalline being. And, and I have those... Uh, I don't want to say symptoms because it's not like that. I have what that thing was describing. And as you, as a person is going from one phase to another phase, is how I'll put it. So, I have traversed into another dimension of living, 
I'll use that word, than I was in before. But I'm still here on Earth. So, what I'm trying to get at with this is, if you feel yourself different, and you've gone through something, like maybe you feel like there was an earthquake that happened around you, or your blankets are moving, or you, you notice something's happening around you, and then afterwards you feel different. I, I, my difference is I feel even more freedom than I felt since the last dimensional type change I had. Um, and I feel, I feel freer. I have far more better days physically than I was having. Uh, and, um, I feel, I don't know how to say it, I just don't give a poop. You know how, you remember how upset, physically ill and upset I would get over the politics. Well, now, I like to watch it as entertainment to see what the heck they're going to be doing with the dimension they're living in. And... But I don't feel connected to it anymore. I just don't feel connected to them anymore at all. I, I feel that whatever happens there will happen. It's not going to affect me. It's not going to affect my world. I mean, it may affect it in laws, things like that, that I might have to live in. But it's not going to affect it spiritually the way I feel personally I don't I hate to say this but yet it's what it is I don't give a shit I I'm uh, for instance Nancy Pelosi could send me right over the edge actually I could let her send me right over the edge was my choice. You always have choices. And I chose to let her do it to me. Let her get me all worked up. Uh, I chose that. But now I look at her and I think, and I, I do not believe she's a human. Nancy Hopkins believes differently than I do on this. This is strictly my opinion I'm going to share with you. I believe she's a freaking demon. I do. And uh, the, the only thing when I think of her now is so what is she what is she going to be doing? How is she going to be being that that being that swamp being is having a meltdown if you've seen her or heard her for instance the one when she was saying and he'll be impeached forever forever okay she finally got what she wanted from before he was sworn in because they all, the swamp beings know he is going to be exposing them, and it is happening. It's happening. If you keep your eyes open and your ears open, you're going to see it. You're going to notice, oh, yeah, there are some arrests happening. There are some people being called out. Uh, evidence is being seen now. It, uh, things are happening that swamp beings don't want to happen. And, and their lies 
are finally being seen through. People, we the people, are waking up. More and more people every day. And I think it's because they have been allowed to show themselves. Me, I wanted them arrested and killed and done away with a long time ago. Three years ago would have been fine with me. But now I understand the strategy behind it, the way it's been playing out. And... Uh, and, and I do understand some of the swamp beings aren't just pure evil demons. Some have been misled. But there's the biggies that were the misleaders. Those are, those are the bad ones that I used to get upset about. But now I'm just an observer. I feel as if I've been taken up out of that scene and I'm looking down watching it play out. And I'm not real concerned because I know in my soul it's going to be okay. Whatever happens, it's going to be the way it should be. A lot of us are going to be experiencing what I just experienced and, and going to wherever this is that I am, even though I'm here on earth, I'm in my body, I'm participating when I have to with the 3D. Um, just keep that in mind when you start getting these when you start getting different feelings than what you're accustomed to, please just keep it in mind. You're okay. You're not losing your mind. You're okay. Uh, and I was listening to Jan uh, on her show. And she made, the words that she was saying made me think, wow, Trump is here for a very special purpose. He's kind of the spokesperson for the good guys. Uh, I think he was asked to and accepted to play the part he is playing in all this play, working out, playing out in the world with this good against evil. I think he is a great warrior. He's In my mind, he's not a Jesus. He's not a savior like that. He is a great warrior to put himself and his family through what they have gone through for all these years day in day out 24 7 I don't I was gonna say I don't know how he has the strength nor how his family have the strength to do this but I do know that's what he chose to do that's what his family chose to do. And they are doing a doggone good job of being the great warriors that they're being. They aren't doing it out of pure selfishness. Look at the good things that have happened since he's been in office. The unemployment is less the taxes in a lot of instances are less and he says they're going to go down more he's working on it he is building a wall to help protect us 
And if you don't believe that that wall protects us, maybe you should do some deeper research than you've done, if you've done any. Why does Nancy Pelosi have a wall around her house? She says the walls aren't necessary. They're redundant. They aren't needed. Why does she have walls around her house with security guards? She says the security guards at the borders aren't needed. Why does she have them around her houses? Double standard, don't you think? So anyway, back to Trump. Has anyone noticed that the Trumps that we see have different colored hairs? The white-haired one, I believe, is the true Trump. We don't see him much, and we don't see him outside of the White House. Then there's a red-haired one. And then there's one who is, the red hair isn't quite as red. And then there's one whose hair really isn't red. It's, and it's not white for darn sure, but it's it has hmm, um, a brownish, blondish, light color to it. When Trump goes to the rallies, it's usually the red-haired Trump. You never see the white-haired Trump at the rallies. When the white-haired Trump comes out, nine times out of ten, like he came out at uh, something he spoke at just recently in Washington, D.C., they had all the protectors up, the... the I want to say plastic shields, because I can't think what else to call them. But every in front of where he was standing, there were the tall protectors that you can see through. That was the white-haired Trump I looked. You never see the white-haired Trump without protection. The, the plastic or the gun shields, the bullet protectors. You never see him without that around him. When Trump goes to the rally, he doesn't have anything around him protecting him. You would think that if that was the real Trump, he'd be in a cage, protective cage for sure, because people can get at him. So anyway, I just wondered if anyone else noticed the different colored, hair-colored Trumps. <sighs> okay. Um. Having trouble figuring Oh, yeah. I was having trouble figuring out where and when I am. Do you remember when I went through that phase? I'd wake up and I didn't know where I was. Or when I was, I couldn't figure it out. Well, now, since my hospital experience, uh, I do know where I am. Not so much. Well, yeah, I know when I am, too. The when is during this turmoil on the earth of the good fighting the evil. That's the when. The where? I'm on earth. But I have crossed over into a different dimension on earth. I mean, so I'm not confused like that anymore. I, I know. I know my place. My when. My where. And I even know my why. 
I'm here to talk. I'm here to share my experiences with y'all. So that you know you're not the only one going through this stuff. I'm not saying I'm turning into a saint or I am a saint. <laughs> Far from it, folks. I still have naughty thoughts of, jeez, I'm so sick of hearing that. Or I, I still stay away from controversy rather than be in the middle of chaos and controversy I I remain out I stay away I don't need that I don't want that I refuse to participate so if you call that I'm being naughty or I'm being standoffish or I'm being a snob you go right ahead and call it that but I have chosen not to live in chaos I prefer where I am right now and I'm very thankful to be where I am right now and I'd like to stay in this position for a while longer and enjoy it and see what's going on and, and without being involved in it emotionally I can just observe it like I'm watching the play play out and, and I can go ahead and wonder, gosh, how long are they going to think that and do that and, and act out like that? And I can see their progress. And I'm wondering in the future, what is next? But I can wait for what is next. I'm not real excited to move on to what is next right now. I know it'll happen. I'm at a place where, gosh, I'm at peace. And I'm having fun looking around, watching, observing, and participating with those I love and care about. And, and those who are searching and they're coming out and they're saying, gosh, what's happening? What's happening to me? What's happening around me? I'm here to share my experience so you can hear me and then you can maybe see what's happening to you and understand what's happening to you better. And, and I'm so... I just so want to envelope everybody in, in where I am right now, but you have to get there on your own. We all have to get to where we are on our own. And I can appreciate that fact even more so now. I look at it differently. Okay, I had to go through what I went through in order to get to the place I am now. I have to go through now in order to get to the place I'm going to next. So I may as well enjoy the experiences. Live in the now. I, I usually did live in the now. I usually have lived in the now. But my now is different now. And I love that my now is different now. I worked hard to get here. <laughs> so as you feel yourself changing in your thoughts in your desires in your non-desires because there's things I used to do I, I just have no interest in at all but I realize I had to do them in order to get where I am now I I I feel more life Things, all things are living, believe it or not. All things are living. I'm sitting here looking at my door, the bathroom door, and I feel energies coming from that door. That door was made from wood. Wood came from trees. Trees grew from the ground. 
the rain and the sun and the moon contributed to that tree's growth. Mother Earth contributed to that tree's growth. Therefore, the door still has energies that come from it. Every, I'm realizing more and more. I mean, I used to always talk to things, everything I talked to. I always had that belief that they hear me and they can talk. Or some things can communicate with me. Some things can't. Metals, I don't get anything from metals or steel or I don't get anything from them. Maybe, because I haven't arrived to that point, I don't know, but it's the things that that were and maybe still are living things. Maybe they'll breathe the air, and maybe they did. I don't know, I think. I think everything on Earth contributes to all the life on Earth, so... Where was I going with this, angels? Oh, Dave's here with the posse. No, I wasn't going to talk about this at all, was I? <laughs> no. They are saying they're very glad. I have learned from the hospital experience. I have. It has helped to move me from where I was to where I am now. In my body chemistry as well as my thoughts and feelings my mental emotional and physical and they wanted me to share this with y'all and they're saying I I did a good job in their opinion because those who need to hear what I said will hear it he said those who naysay me it's okay they aren't where we are right now. They aren't to this place where I am. I will be... I'm not to where others are right now. I'm just at this place. Others are at different places where I need to experience yet, but I haven't. So I have that to look forward to. Some of you aren't to where I am now, and you have the experience of getting to this place where I am to look forward to. Is that is that good? Yep, they say that's good. I was trying hard not to insult anyone by by trying to portray to, to say to you, "Well, I'm higher than you are." No, 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 not at all. I'm not higher than anybody. I'm just in a different place. I'm over here. Others are over there. Others are up there, over there. Not up there, but over there, away from me. But they've learned, they've had more experiences than I've had. Others haven't had as many experiences as I've had. It's not that anyone is any better than anyone else. We're just in different places at the same time. (laughs) It makes me giggle. (laughs) I can't help it. It makes me giggle. And Dave says, remember, we all are going to be learning a lot more about love. And we're going to be learning that sometimes when you love, you have to walk away. Love also includes walking away from situations where you can't do anything more with that situation. And that's a way of love. There's so many different kinds of love. Some will be You go towards something that scares the bejeebers out of you, but out of love, you have to go forward toward it. You haven't experienced it before, but it's there, and you need to to go forward toward it. 
There's so many different kinds of love, and this is the year of learning love. So, don't forget to throw out those blankets of love. They say, yes, the blankets of love are important in this world. Don't forget about them. And, uh, Dave's saying this is going to be a very good year. It's going to be full of battles that you can't see going on. Battles behind the scenes. So be sure to go to the greenhouse that I was telling you all about. Where you go in and you let your love go up through the ceiling. And it goes to where that love needs to go. Don't forget to go to the greenhouse and share your love. And my time is over. So, for now, bye-bye. You have been listening to Dolly Shares with Dolly Howard. Thank you for listening. <laughs>